Hello and welcome to Unfiltered with Alexandra, a show for anyone interested in healthy lifestyle and positive mindset. Broaden your perspective by listening into casual conversations and unfiltered real talk I have with people that inspire me, many of them I've met on my travels around the world. Welcome back to the podcast Unfiltered Conversations, improving mind-body awareness daily, not only by talking but also with movement, meditation and breath work. With the ongoing research that is supporting yoga's mental health benefits, more psychologists are weaving the practice of yoga into their work with clients. My dear friend Stella is a qualified psychologist and systematic coach, but also a longtime practitioner of yoga. Together we talk on topics she encounters in her daily life and work and how this for her translates into a life where yoga is a central role but goes beyond the practice of asana only. Maybe you're on the road somewhere, working out or cozied up on your couch. Enjoy today's episode. It was a great conversation to have and I love sharing this with you. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, it would mean the world to me if you would hit the subscribe button and share this with your community. I come to you every Wednesday with a new episode. Stella, welcome and thank you so much for accepting my invite uh, as my friend uh, to be on this podcast with me, talking on everything that is life, maybe a little bit of yoga, a little bit of psychology in there. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of time to give yourself a short introduction, like who is Stella, where you're from, and what is for you important in your life? What would you like to share? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, thank you for inviting me to your podcast. My name is Stella, uh, my name is Petra Stella, and I'm from Germany. But the funny thing is, I never felt German. Since I was a little child, I always felt I don't know, not German anyhow, (laughs) but still I lived in Germany. And when I was 14, I was already ready to leave the country. But my parents were like, no, you stay until you finished school. So I did my Abitur. What is the name in English? Like your high school uh, exams. Something, Yeah. yeah, whatever. So I did it. And the day after I left. So, (laughs) yeah. So because I always had this desire to travel. So and I spent like two years abroad, which was in 1988. And this was really different from now. Being abroad meant being abroad. So um, there was no internet, there was no mobile. And I mean, I was 19. And I just, you know, left. (laughs) Now I understand my parents must have had like a weird time because I called once a month and I told them I'm there now, I'm here now, but they trusted me. And my mother is always like this. Still, she's she's trusting me and she's saying, I, I was always sure nothing bad will happen to you. And when I left, I didn't know what I want to study. You know, I was like, just finish school and then let's see, go with the flow. Probably this is one of my... Mm. Uh, <laughs> themes of life just go with the flow and pick up the impressions uh, yeah. which life which life gives you so after the two years traveling through England Italy uh, Indonesia Australia mm-hmm. I, I figured out the, the most important thing I'm interested in is the human being 
And this was actually the reason I decided to, to study psychology. Um, but before I left, I didn't know. I was thinking maybe I study law because my father was a judge or maybe, I don't know, economics. But after those two years, I was very sure this is the thing I was very, I'm, I'm still interested in is the human being. So, yes. It's really interesting to hear that because this almost grabs back into a conversation uh, or a podcast I recorded a couple of weeks back with uh, another friend and as well with one of my own coaches that we both agree that when you are a child or even a teenager you don't know who you are yet yourself so how can you decide what do you want to be when you grow up so what you did as in leaving school and go traveling uh, makes complete mm -hmm. sense to first discover life first discovering what is important and you were 19 when you left like that and you went traveling. I was 17. I was even worse than that. And we were about the same age. Right? <laughs> the same thing. I just, my parents also let me just go and said, go explore, mm -hmm. go see, uh, see mm -hmm. the big world out there and then see where your interests are before you take a decision on, I want to go do that, that or that. I really love hearing yeah. that, that I'm not the only soul in it, <laughs> that there no. is more people <laughs> like that out there in the world. <laughs> and I know so many people now who studied something they don't like, yeah. just because they didn't have the time to think it over, because they had parents, they forced them to study immediately after they finished school. Mm. So um, I'm really grateful now for my parents that they let me go. Uh, when I was young, I wasn't that grateful. I just thought it's normal. <laughs> now I'm 51 and now yeah. I understand it's, it wasn't normal. And I mean, back then in the late 80s, nobody did it like this. All yeah. the neighbors of my parents, they blamed them. They told them, how can you let her go? It's a, it's a girl. And they said, let her go. I know yeah. <laughs> she will be fine. And it was like it was. Yeah. Yeah, but it's beautiful because you pick up um, uh, different cultures, you really experience uh, how the world, or not, you're not really experienced, but you start to experience more how the world functions yeah. and that how you grew up or the chances that you got as a child to grow up and do this traveling, that that not uh is normal uh quote unquote normal for everyone in the world that it is quite of a special thing uh to be able to do it at least that is what i discovered it's really like okay it's a special thing that i am allowed to do this and that my parents have yeah, granted totally. me this yeah. opportunity yeah. definitely back then like right now traveling the world with a phone in your hand and uh being connected um whatever media platform it is quite easy to stay connected in contact with back home but what you said i called once a month home like <laughs> i'm there there or there <laughs> it's a little different just yeah. a tiny just a tad little um you mentioned before that you see still right now around you that a lot of people start studying something under the influence or maybe under the expectations of what the family or the parent or society is expecting from them. Do you also see this back uh, in, in your work? 
uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, because I I work a lot with students from a, um, a special law school in Germany, mm. and I would say like more of 50% started to study law because they didn't know what to study. Okay. And if you study law, you have a lot of uh, possibilities um, what you can do later on. Yeah. So these, they decide this really hard subject to study and they mm. suffer a lot because I don't know about studying law in other countries, but in Germany, it's a really long, long, long study, mm. like four or five years and you have really... Not a lot of um, free time. So um, they really suffer. Uh, and they are really young, like 18, 19. And they didn't enjoy life. They don't have yeah. time to enjoy the student life because they have to learn to study a lot. Yeah. And also I work a lot with like um, leading persons. And they also tell me that they studied something and then find their way somehow through what they are now. But they maybe now they would uh, choose another subject to study. So, yeah. Yeah, if they look back right now on how they have chosen different areas in their life or different directions in their life, they would have started out completely yeah. differently. Yeah. 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 I think it is a little bit of a... You do see that it... Uh, over the last couple of years that it has changed a little bit that there is more and more let's say young people before they start studying that at least it take a gap year or maybe a couple of years yeah. uh, mm -hmm. but then I still see that a lot of people are choosing a study because of what society or family is expecting them to do um, which I always think is a little bit sad because it's not the individual yeah. choice of the person. Exactly. It's really, yeah. yeah, it's a little, a little bit sad. Yeah. Um, did you enjoy your, when you started with your own studies for psychology, uh, did you enjoy studying it? I really enjoyed it, even the first two years. Um, because the first two years in psychology is a lot of mathematics. Nobody knows. There's a lot of statistics and mm. it's really like science. It's not like what you expect probably when you start um, psychology. But after those two years traveling around, I was really ready to learn, to study again. Mm. And I was really quick in my study then and I was really good. So I had really good exams then because yeah. I really felt I want to do this. And yeah. after like you would say now maybe the, the bachelor, then before you go to the master, then it's getting more and more interested interesting. Yeah. Then you do all the Freud, all the the um psychomatic um, diseases, um, all the brain yeah. things. But the first two years are really like, poof. <laughs> and it's still, it's still now, now it's still like this. And some people struggle because they study psychology because they think it's like, you know, a lot of personalities. Yeah. Uh, you got to know a lot of personalities things. And this is like after two years, it's getting in this direction. But the first two years are really like, really scientific I would say it's very scientific but you had that advantage because you had that break of exactly. exploring the world you were really yeah. like in the motivation to yes. study yes. and um, what I experienced that the moment that a person is really uh, motivated to uh, to learn 
it goes very easy because you know the brain is ready to receive all the information yeah but when the motivation is not really there it's getting much more complicated uh, mm -hmm. to to get the information in mm -hmm. If we make a little jump, probably as well for you in time, uh, mm -hmm. there was a time that you started practicing yoga. And I am really interested in how we are bridging. And you see nowadays there is more and more psychologists and also a lot of research being done to it um, that the practice of yoga is uh, beneficial for a lot of people on more and more levels they start to discover it what was for you the reason to to start out with that it's actually interesting because my first book i bought was very early like in the early 1990s i mm. bought the first book of yoga but i didn't start to practice i was just mm. reading about yoga mm. and back then it was still a very I would say esoteric thing, mm -hmm. like um, just, you know, gurus, men with long hair and white clothes were doing yeah. yoga. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't like it is now. So um, I, there was no yoga courses at the U university, for example. There were no yoga classes um, in town. So it took like almost more than 10 years when I did my first class. And actually, oh, I wow. started with, yeah, I started uh, 2000, in 2005 mm. with a hot yoga, with the hot yoga, uh, Bikram yoga. I started with okay. that. Uh, they opened up this studio in Hamburg, one of the first. And um, yeah, one of my friends, she said, let's go and uh, just, you know, try it out. And um, I always like, I'm always very curious. I'm a very, I'm a very curious person. Mm. So we went there. And we, we booked like a, a pass for like five classes. And my friend, she did the five classes and then she quit and I continued. So, and um, the, the benefit I really uh, felt immediately was like my back was hurting at that time because I, I was like 30 something, 30, 36. Um, and I was already like in the, in the, in the, um, I had a leadership role in a, in the at the German railway. Um, yeah. I had like 50, um, 50, 50, what did I say? 50 employees, like I said, employees, staff members? Yeah, 50, 50 staff members to lead. Yeah. And it was a lot of work and I was traveling a lot and always sitting in the train because they were like all over in Germany. Mm. So I had really a bad back. And mm -hmm. after three or four yoga classes, I already realized, oh, my back is getting better. So the first approach was like curiosity, like a general interest in yoga. Yeah. But on the other hand, I felt immediately the physical impact on my body. And so I stayed there for like two or three years. Okay. And then I started my own business and I... I um, opened up my, my office in another part of the town and the Bikram yoga was too far away. So I choose uh, a studio which was closer to my yeah. office and they didn't offer Bikram. They just offered Hatha. And okay. so I, like I said before, I always go with the flow. So I started with the Hatha and this was really, really um, 
yeah, really, really good for me because then I realized it's not only the impact on the body, it's a lot of impact also on, on my mind and on my state of relaxation. Let's put it like this. Yeah. I felt really the difference. Sometimes I walked in really stressed because I worked long hours, like night, nine or 10 uh, hours. And then I had my 90 minute class and I was like a totally different person. And this was really interesting to feel like the, I would say in the medical, in the medical, well, if I put it on the medical expressions, I felt like the vegetative nervous system mm -hmm. um, yeah, was like in work and the parasympathicus yeah. took over after the whole day, the sympathicus yeah, was. So you was can almost say that the quality of your life uh, the quality of your days improved because of the practice of, you know, the physical practice of asana. Oh, yeah. And you uh -huh. notice it on the physical body, but you notice it as well a lot yeah. on the state of mind. Yes. Uh, being able to um, see different things again, see it from a different perspective or see it from yeah. a more positive perspective. Even if yeah. you have worked long hours, and maybe the effort to step on the mat is really big. But because you had experience already that it was a good thing to do mm -hmm. because you mm -hmm. know what there was waiting on the other side of the 90 minutes. Like, you know, that there is a release, that there is, again, that, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that all the modalities are coming together as one. So you feel more in a balanced state, what you said about oh, yeah. the nervous system. Like, you're not only thinking anymore about um, running away or, you know, fleeing for something but there is again the ability to come to that state of rest it's really yeah. beautiful i'm very curious though about do you remember the title of the book that you bought all the way in the beginning before you even start practicing i think the title was just yoga yoga <laughs> with like a guru in white clothes and a big beard yes. and so it was really full of all the, yeah, the forward title. What is the name in English? Uh, yeah, well, basically all the, the things that people really think that yoga is, yeah. but basically is not. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very interesting um, uh, thing to hear. Uh, I got a book about yoga from my mom as well a long time ago, which was Hatha Yoga. And there was a lady on the cover and she was in a pretzel. She looked like a pretzel. She had like, I don't know, I think she had her leg behind her head or something like that. And I looked at it really like, yeah, right. Okay, yoga, nice. But I was in a different lifestyle back then. So, and this is about... Uh, if I calculate back right now, probably 15 years ago. And um, the first time that I arrived in India is about 11 years ago when I got into contact with yoga. So it is, I really like what well, we talked about already when we met in Curacao a couple of months ago, the similarities in our lives are mm -hmm. just adding mm -hmm. up. And that is almost exactly the same, uh, but so different at the same yes. time, but that there is so many synchronicities really like, oh, wow, that that is even possible. 
Um, so just for the people who are listening in, Stella and I met in Curacao in December. So that is probably, what is it, five, six months ago right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now we are talking, uh, you are in Italy, I am still in Curacao. <laughs> but it's sort of like the island is connecting because if I look in the camera right now, we still have the same <laughs> pendant around the neck, which is basically from the island. So we're really like, oh my God, the connection connects continues in that i wear um, it every day alex i never put it away <laughs> no it's it's it, it's it's um day and night it doesn't go off anymore it, it it doesn't go off um when you were here in curacao you expressed as well that desire you have to explore the world of yoga in a more deeper level to do a teacher training mm-hmm. for yourself yeah. Can you explain a little bit where the desire is coming from? Because I come from a background and still am teaching people to become yoga teachers. Mm -hmm. But I have seen that probably about 50% that goes to a training does it to actually become a yoga teacher. And maybe 10% of these 50 are succeeding. But the other 50% is not interested at all to become actually a yoga teacher. So what is your um, interest in exploring this route? Why, why do you want to go in there? Mm-hmm. I have to go back a little bit because when I was studying like almost 30 years ago, uh, psychology was a very cognitive um, cognitive subject Mm. Um, you studied a lot the brain and all the things around but the Mm. body was not involved Mm. and now I realized like I I I studied psychology and I I did like um, I did like um, the the supervision and coaching um, thing as well Um, like the systemic approach but it's still a very cognitive approach and I realized that a lot of my clients are very open to that um, yeah to that cognitive approach but on the other hand there there will there's always a stage when you can't go further and then you have to involve the body as well so and for that reason because I have my own really um, really positive experiences um, mm. of yoga, I decided to put the, the body more in my work. And I think there's no better way to use yoga because um, there are so many different poses. They are totally connected with a special, uh, with a special theme, with a special fear or something. And I think uh, special yoga poses can support a client to um, heal themselves. Yeah. So not only the cognitive approach yeah. combined with a with a more body related approach, I think sure. can make a holistic approach and help people more. I think I still need the cognitive approach, but it's not enough because this I found out o- over the years mm. that there will be uh, there is almost a stage where people they understand everything, they understand their pattern, they understand they really yeah. try hard, but they can't change their behavior. And when you reach that stage, I think you can use special yoga poses related to the issue the client has mm-hmm. 
to support the, the healing of the client. Yeah. And this is actually because I, yeah, because I had all the, 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 the positive experience by myself. So yeah. uh, why shouldn't I go give it to my clients, right? <laughs> so it's basically just like uh, expanding uh, the knowledge yeah. that you have and yeah. adding the physical to uh, the cognitive approach that you yeah. already have. So yeah. having that whole basket of knowledge and just adding... Um, well, yeah, the practice of yoga, uh, but as well meditation and the breath work as an extra tool that you could offer to exactly. people to yeah. uh, get them uh, on track of their journey, of their healing journey again, definitely. What I notice now a lot is that um, you would have seen a lot is that a lot of people take a yoga teacher training purely because they're looking for more than a yoga retreat, which is, of course, a little bit of a luxury holiday. Mm -hmm. uh, but in a retreat, they don't get enough. They don't get that experience. And the moment that they go through a training, uh, they have to, um, they are being confronted with their own what, what they are capable of doing. And very often the mind, everything that goes into the mind, their personality and behavior patterns that have been very old are coming to the surface during exactly. these trainings. Yeah. And that is why mm -hmm. the world of yoga teacher trainings, I think it is interesting, but I also see that there is uh, often a lot of lack of support of the right guidance for the people because they are going through so much uh, that they don't have the right guidance in that. And that is this piece of this, the psyche of, you know, the mind uh, has so much influence on what we endure in, in, in our physics. Uh, we can make our, we can heal ourselves with the head, but we can also break ourselves with the head. So mm -hmm. exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is why this whole teacher training, yoga teacher training thing is really like it's super important, but at the same time, um, also very, very um, fragile because of the the lack of control and of support what is in there yeah and i think it's challenging for you i mean you don't know what the people carry in oh. their backpack and sometimes oh. it breaks through after like uh five or seven days of yoga this is my experience yeah. too yeah 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 definitely and like one one other thing i want to add is like many people i work with are very stressed because they, maybe this is a German problem, but maybe it's also a European problem. I don't know. But, uh, and they, they don't know how to relax anymore. So they, they can't find a stage of relaxation anymore. Mm. And that is another reason I want to um, help them to approach to yoga, mm. because this is a very good thing to uh, develop a method of relaxation as well yeah and um this is so important for 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 many really successful people because many of them have a lot of symptoms really a lot of physical yeah. symptoms like stomach problems like a really muscle problems like a lot of migraine and headaches yeah. uh, asthma breathing things i mean everything 
you can imagine. Yeah, and definitely. And if you study that extra little bit, if you have this extra uh, bucket of knowledge, basically of recognizing certain mm -hmm. illnesses or behavior patterns, even in people and saying from, oh, this comes from that, that or that, because mm -hmm. nowadays so many people continuously living in fight or flight system, they don't relax. Even when they sleep, they are not able to breathe fully according to a natural exactly. pattern. Yeah. Even when they sleep, they're still ready to run off. And there mm -hmm. is absolutely no tiger standing next to their bed. <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing going on except it's, you know, all coming from the mind. If you take this, these two modalities that you know that you're very passionate about you know you're passionate about uh the, the mind the modalities how the, the person how how humankind works um but also how the physical part how yoga can benefit so these are two passions of you how do you see that what is your role uh your 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 position in in the world where you live in right now what is your what is your role in that my role you mean yeah. my role yeah um yeah maybe like inspiring people mm. inspiring them to um find themselves again yeah because a lot of them, they don't know anymore who they are because mm. they are definitely always in the fight or flight mode. Yeah. Yeah. Means they they are just, you know, living in a stage of surviving. And if I am in a stage of surviving, I don't have the time to think about myself. I don't have the time to reflect, right? Mm. <laughs> so yeah. um, I, I see my role help inspire them uh, to to find their their way back to themselves, and okay. um, I think all the also the meditation, all the breathing helps them. I think it's the whole package, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. If you can describe like yourself, yeah. yeah, there we go. I like my job. I really like how much better can you get it? As in saying, I love my job. I like my job because I can mm -hmm. see what I do to help others find back the quality into their life into their day-to-days that's definitely it how do you find back you know you say for yourself you work I, and i know this from you you make long days you make long hours how do you find um quality in your day-to-day -day? how do you find your yoga how do you find your yoga outside of the yoga mat what do you do Mm -hmm. What makes you a happy bee? Well, I, I start my day with a meditation every morning. Means mm -hmm. like putting a special mindset. And I actually start my days also with a short yoga session. Okay. Just to be in a certain mindset. And then for sure I, I work long hours. But still for me it's very important to have a lot of social uh, socializing in my life to meet yeah. interesting people like you Alex yeah. <laughs> all over the world I like I still like to discover different cultures um, different countries and um, I think for me it's also a kind of a yoga mindset be open for for be open for differences yeah. right yeah. be open be tolerant we are all different 
on one hand. On the other hand, we are all the same. We are all human beings. Yeah. So this is for me also a yoga mindset. Don't yeah. judge too much, right? I mean, it's very hard not to not to judge at all, but judge as less as it's possible. Be tolerant. Let people be whatever they want to be. Don't. don't yes, I don't like think. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay. It's just like giving people that opportunity to express their thoughts, their feelings. Yes. Uh, what you say, being tolerant towards yes. that. Um, yes. You don't know what is going on in someone's life for 100%. So exactly, that's yeah. why the tolerance is very important. And for me, it is always like, Uh, approaching someone else with kindness kindness and patience because giving exactly. people the benefit of the doubt instead of judging straight away of something mm -hmm. is wrong or right mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we, we don't know everything about someone yeah. else what's going on in his or her world that's really yeah. beautiful um What I know as well is that finding out the balance, the right balance in life. So yes, starting your day with meditation, a little bit of a yoga practice, uh, but at the same time socializing as well with uh, with other people, going out with friends, and uh, you know enjoying life, as in living in the moment and not being too much busy into what is going to come. So surrender towards. What you did when you were a lot younger, surrender to the flow and just see where life takes you. Yeah, and be open for all the opportunities life offers. I think it's okay to make plans, mm. but you shouldn't stick too much on plans, right? But because yeah. I think if you don't have any plans, maybe you're more like, you know, flowing around. But yeah. if you have plans, and then if you are open for the you know, for the flow of life, I think you will be there. Yeah. Your yeah so but maybe not, not, the, not the directly, not the direct way, right? Maybe yeah, it has but to them. Yeah. Like, uh, surrendering to the flow of life, but do know what direction you want to go. Exactly. So give it, give it a direction, but then mm -hmm. uh, be okay that sometimes the road takes you with a few curves because that is a better way to get where you want to be at. So yeah. yeah, surrendering to that. What these days is inspiring you? Do you have, I don't know, and this, this can be, this is a very broad question. So this can be somebody who is well known in the world. This can be somebody who is absolutely not known in the world and only to you. Um, is there a person that you say would love to sit down with him or her Um, have a coffee or a glass of wine or whatever of your choice, mm -hmm. what the drink is going to be. Um, mm -hmm. Who would this person be? What would you ask this person? So he can, he or she can be alive or not longer with us. Can be very known, can be unknown. Is there mm -hmm. anyone that you say, I would love to sit down with this person, have a conversation and what would you talk about? Mm -hmm. there are actually some persons and um if i have to decide maybe sir richard branson have you heard yeah. about him yeah yeah i I'm, i'm always inspired um of persons who just do things in life against all odds mm 
Yeah. And he stands for me like this. He's just doing things. Yeah. And he's creating a whole universe of planes and records, which, I mean, there's, for me, is no connection between planes and records. Mm. But obviously for him, it makes sense. Yeah. So I would like to ask him, what is his theme of life? How is he going through life? How mm -hmm. he uh, create this whole universe? I mean, I think it's one of the richest people also. I don't know. But this is, Probably, not, yes. but yeah. this is not what matters to me. It matters that, that he's just doing. And um, yeah, he's living his life against all... Uh, rumors and I mean I think many people don't like him I mean he's not like an easy person I think but I think for me he's an interesting person because he lives his life and he doesn't care what anyone else is yeah. talking about him and this is always very inspiring to me um, that yeah some people just find their way through life <laughs> yeah Yeah, I think it is important yeah. as well to realize that if you want to get somewhere, um, you're always going to have people that you meet or that are behind your back talking and that don't like you. And this is normal because if you want to be liked by every person on the planet, you're forgetting yourself and you're moving away from who you are as an individual. Yeah. So uh, having a, a straight back, having a strong spine and living according to your values and having these values being high standard. And I think that Sir Richard Branson is a very clear example about this. Um, he's not afraid to show or talk about his opinion. Uh, but at the same time, um, he is also a very genuine person for, for the world. And he does a lot for mm -hmm. uh, the communities that he is part of. Mm -hmm. So yes, having your core values, living according to them, Uh, and knowing that we cannot be everyone's best friend. I don't think that's possible. Some people come and some people go in your circles mm -hmm. and there's all the purpose behind that. Mm -hmm. And I think probably this is one of my learnings and probably this is the one The reason I've, I've chosen uh, um, Sir Richard Branson, because yeah. when I was younger, I tried to please many people around me yeah. and I realized it doesn't work. In the end, it's my life and I have to follow yeah. my own path. Yeah. So that's probably the reason people like him inspiring me, um, because I think they just, you know, give a shit what anyone is uh, yeah. <laughs> talking so about. It. Sometimes you just <laughs> about say the that. No, <laughs> I can always make a peep about that one, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to filter anything out of this. It's really like sometimes you just have to, yeah, don't care about somebody else's opinion because you know that according to your values, you're right. Mm -hmm. And that somebody else doesn't agree with that. That's, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. possible. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
yeah, mm-hmm. definitely possible. Mm-hmm. I thank you so, so much for this wonderful conversation. I think that the last words of Sir Richard Branson are pretty good to, uh, <laughs> to close it off with. Um, I am looking forward uh, when our paths are going to cross again uh, in a couple of months' time. And until then, I'm going to wish you a wonderful evening with your glass of wine. <laughs> and that's okay. A glass of wine is totally fine. I would have had a glass of wine, but I need to still teach a class tonight. So I'm okay, not. <laughs> After the class, I will take a glass of wine or maybe a beer. And okay. that is totally fine too. Okay. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful time in Italy. Enjoy, uh, you know, the beautiful Dolce Vita next to your work in days. And yes, much love to you. And let's see each other soon. Thank you. Thank you.